Yo, 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 good day, world. You are now tuned in to Queasy Low Speaks Podcast. And on today's episode, we will be discussing your own people not wanting to see you win. Yes, your own people not wanting to see you win. And on today's episode, we have Miss Tasha coming up to speak for y'all so y'all can see it from not just my point of view, but from a woman's point of view as well. So can you tell the world, hey, Miss Natasha? All right, y'all. So now we finna get started. We was actually having a pretty good discussion just a few minutes ago before I even hit the record button. And um, it's some things, man, that's going on out here. You know, you got gas prices going up, nothing new. Every year, inflation, people tripping, people buying all the groceries out of the store, getting all the gas, you know, stealing all this stuff. You know, it's just, it's just the world that we in right now, the Russia stuff, all that. So we ain't even gonna get started on that. Politics as usual, but anyway. Um, so how has your day been, Miss Natasha? It's pretty good. No, that's big deal, sun's out, good yeah. information, good opportunity. So been a good day. Folks, I was telling her earlier today that um she made the sun come out because she was speaking so much positivity out here that uh the sun just peeped out from the clouds. It was cloudy this morning, but as soon as she said her words, everything started shining. So you gotta let your light shine, but um Go back to what you was telling me about. Um, he said you had a coworker at the time that uh, just gave you a hard time with work. Yeah, she um, she was actually my supervisor, mm-hmm. and uh, basically um, at the time, um, you know, we we also always talk about um, wanting everybody to be excellent and you know how we can work together to, to do better and create that change, create change. Right. Um, but in the situation I was in, <laughs> it was almost like the opposite of that and sabotage because like there were so many moments where she would make my life a nightmare on Elm Street and I, I quote that. <laughs> Just like Freddy Krueger, it was a, it was a rough day, it was a rough time and because it was, you know, if I needed to take off work or I had a family emergency or um, I needed um, like days work. off or something like yeah. that for something. Yeah. I was on call sometimes, and so sometimes like I couldn't be on call because it coincided with the time I had requested off, and mm-hmm. she didn't want to uh, honor that. Yeah, she would try to deny my leave or something like that because I had to be on on call, mm-hmm. and it was just hard because. Um, she talked, she really just made things difficult. And, you right. know, she, um, there was one situation where I had made a mistake. And I acknowledge, I always own up to my mistakes. And I said, hey, um, you know, I made a mistake because um, I, sent, I sent an email out that she wanted to approve first. And um, I sent it out because it had to go out before close of business. So I sent it out anyway. And so she messaged me and was like, um, can you come to my office? So I had to uh, go to the other side of campus where she was at and um, met with her. And she had said, you know, you need a whooping um, because, you know, you did this. And, you know, at the time I was I was younger. And I was like, excuse me? Excuse me, ma'am? Who, like, you know, who? Why is this a conversation? Why do you feel you can say that? So I had to have a, a conversation of encouragement with her. Be, to, to understand that we were to make sure we were on the same page um, that there was no misunderstanding about the level of respect that should be given um, across the board and 
Um, and so she didn't say anything. She's like, oh, I didn't mean anything by it. I thought that, um, you know, we were just joking. I said, but that's not how you joke when the report isn't there. Right. Um, and there were moments later, um, any time that um, she would say, oh, you know, we can be excellent. But anytime something went wrong, she disappeared. It was always my fault. Um, she had no one. She, no she, she took the tail and ran and yeah. she didn't have no accountability. Yeah. And then she mm -hmm. would leave me to take the full fall for everything that went wrong just because I was her direct report. Now, how I, did that make you feel? That's not a leader in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like in my opinion, like when you have a team of people that you look out for, mm -hmm. um, that, that you that report to you. Um, most of the time that leader is going to take that L we can chop it up later, but that L is not going to come from the, whoever your report is directly. Right. Um, because like I was taught, um, that when the team looks bad, everybody looks bad, not just you individually. Yeah. Um, and as so, a whole, yeah. So we can talk about it after, you know, we take this L, how we can do better in the future, how we can make sure this don't happen again. Um, and kind of move from there. I think that um, that uh, being a leader really just means, um, you know, not only creating a, a safe environment for your for your team, but creating a accountability for your team too. Uh, letting them know, hey, like I'm holding you accountable or responsible for whatever these tasks or responsibilities are or um, duties are, mm -hmm. um, but. Um, but know that if you have questions or need help, I got you. What do you need? Um, so you pretty much knew your role with everything and you was able to take, you know, full responsibility if anything went wrong on your part. Absolutely. But however, when it came down to something as a whole, you know, you would either be blamed for it, someone would be blamed for it, and that was that. And y'all wouldn't hear back from that person until they felt like saying something about it or stepping in. Yeah, but it, it, it was never a step in. It was like you got the full brunt of that blame. So mm -hmm. whether that was a verbal reprimand, a write-up, a termination, whatever that might look like is what you got. Or deduction of duties or or like if you got uh, put on for a project, you mm -hmm. were removed from the project. Like just stuff like that. So it was... Yeah, that's harsh. Yeah. So it, that's kind of what it was. That's why I said that's not a leader. When you have a teammate, especially when you know that they're doing their job, yeah. they're, they're going to tag it out with you. They're going to make sure that um, if you need something, they're gonna try to be there to support you to make right. sure the, the ultimate, the overarching goals of the team are met, but also what you need personally. Because most leaders are for that person's individual growth and development. Right. And because ultimately, if that leader is pouring into you, um, they're going to ultimately win as well when you win. So it's supposed to be, you know, a mutual thing because right. you are my success because I help pour into you. Right. That's what most leaders actually do. Yeah. Rather than want to have that title, but they're not willing to get their hands dirty and put that work in. It's true. But there's a difference between leaders and managers. There's Go a ahead. whole difference. There's a whole difference. You know, when you have managers, they're there to manage. Mm -hmm. They don't do nothing but make sure everything flow. Yeah. That's it. Then your leaders are the ones that actually lead from within. Like they, they go front center. They're the face of you know the company or whoever they dealing with. Yeah. And let people know like, hey, this is what's going on. Yeah. This is how we're gonna go about this. They're gonna be the spokesperson. Right they're gonna look out. They're gonna help train, teach, and the willingness though. I think that's the biggest difference between managers and leaders. They have a difference difference in their level of willingness mm -hmm. to be helpful. 
let me ask you this. So what would you, if you was able to see this person today and knowing where you are currently at right now, what words of encouragement would you give this person? Or would you give them any words of encouragement at all? Would it, you mean positive words of encouragement or you yeah. mean the negative words or, or, of encouragement? It, 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 can, it, it can be it can be negative in the sense of like you letting them know like, hey, you know, I think you can do a little bit better than what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But however, I think you should focus more on this aspect of, of the business. Like how would you how would you come with this person? Say if you ha- happen to run into this person, would this be like a hey and bye? I mean, I, you know, I'm never dismissive of anybody, right? You know, I always want to be respectful. So if I ran across her today, I'd be like, hey, how you doing? You know, you know, uh, just chop it up for a good two three minutes mm-hmm. and then cut it short. And you know, it was good seeing you. I hope you continue to be well, be prosperous, be abundant, live well, peace out, like. <laughs> And keep it moving real quick. Like, nothing too much, nothing too little, but that's it. I like that. I like that. Um, so, right now, currently, where where are you currently right now in your life right now? In what regard? Mentally. Mentally? Uh, I'm just in a really positive place. You know, um, things are, you know, starting to grow, um, mm-hmm. you know, develop. You know, I'm in a different place now where... Um, wanting more uh, to do more things um, leadership and business wise Mm -hmm. so some things on that front there I'm working on um, a few things um, in terms of like uh, just across the board professionally um, business wise spiritually just all the avenues um, wanting to grow and be impactful to not only myself but to other people so I'm just in a different space and I'm excited to see what the future holds so that's a good that's a good answer. Um, what would you tell some of the listeners right now um, if they're having a hard time with focusing on their goals right now? What what's some steps you would tell them to make in order to get there? Intentionality. Like the struggle is real. We all know the struggle is real. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like the current events of the world don't. Uh, we're not going to dismiss those things, but you know, those things are going to continue to be um, happening anyway. Right. right? Um, But what I would say is that whenever you set a goal, you know, life is going to happen. Kind of like what we said earlier, life is going to happen to authenticate that goal, that vision, that dream, whatever it is you say you want to do, it's Mm -hmm. going to happen to test you. It's really a test to see how bad you want it. What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to go through? Mm-hmm. Um, and and really to make you keep that vision and focus um, of what you want. So mm-hmm. in terms of focus, though, um, what I would say is write it down. Right. Put it somewhere where you can see it every day. If you got to put it in 10 different places in your house, in your car, keep it in front of you. You got to keep it with you all the time. You got to remember why? Like sticky notes, right? Sticky notes. It could be dry erase marker. It could be a piece of paper taped to something. Like, mm-hmm. You know what? You got to glue it somewhere, paint yeah, it on the put wall. It anywhere. Yeah. It could be pictures if it's like a destination. It, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Put it. You need to put it everywhere. It needs to be everywhere you can see it to keep it in your mind's eye, right? right? But in addition to doing that, you got to make time for it. Right. You have to be intentional in, in making time for your goal, for, right. for to, to maintain that focus. Mm-hmm. Focus is hard when you have distractions. You said right. that. But, but if you say, 
even if it's 15 minutes throughout it in different segments throughout the day i'm gonna give this 15 minutes and be full in to thinking about this goal or full in to giving action to this goal mm-hmm. um just do it in segments throughout the day if you can't give a devote a full hour or two hour at a time um but yeah but just do it in segments um, and start slow and then build on that okay. because it's the compound effect, right? Right. So, uh, I, you know, uh, we say inch by inch, everything's a cinch. Right. So, so you got to let it snowball, do small things every mm-hmm. day and it will compound right. and the results will come, but it's going to take time for it to build and grow for it to right. come. Well, y'all heard that, folks. Um, there were a couple of steps that you would need to take in order for you to get out of that nine to five, or if you're trying to get away from that annoying supervisor or coworker. Um, these are some things that you can do to ensure your success. Um, we about to cut this one short, folks. So again, uh, it was a pleasure, Miss Natasha, having you on my platform. Um, we definitely have to do this again. No problem. And um, people, y'all be sure to tune in again. I will be dropping some more content. Um, I will say around 5 p.m. Eastern this week. It could be Thursday. It may be Friday. Be on the lookout for that. Be sure to follow me at IG at Queasy Low Speaks. And also tap into the YouTube channel, which is Turk Got Work on YouTube. Again, it's Turk Got Work. And again, this is Queasy Low Speaks Podcast. Y'all have a blessed one. We out. Yo, 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 good day, world. You are now tuned in with Queasy Low Speaks Podcast. I know it's been a couple of weeks since y'all heard from your boy. All is well. Been living life. Put my priorities first, man, and just taking care of things behind the scenes and, you know, being the best version of myself, as I said before. Y'all be sure to grab that book off of Amazon, The Best Version of Yourself, Turquoise Anderson. Also, I have another book that I recently dropped this year last month called The Guide to Your Happiness. That's a really nice curriculum. I advise a lot of you to check that out on Amazon. Um, Very, very detailed. Gets very personal. Has some questions in there that will really make you sit back and think on what you are currently doing with yourself right now. And where are you trying to be at in life right now? Like, where you at? You know? Um, y'all be sure to tap in with my uh, my workout channel, Turk Got Work, on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to my channel. Smash that like button. And leave some comments. Leave some feedback. You know? Um, I think it's very important on us to try to figure out how... We can improve as people and then try to help others improve that are trying to improve for themselves. Um, it's been truly a blessing to come across great people in this lifetime and take so many lifelong lessons in this lifetime. Um, now that we're back, Let's get down to it, man. We're going to be discussing your own people not wanting to see you win. So, I was out and about this past weekend. And as I was approaching my car, I overheard these two women talking to each other. And one of them just sounded very, very unhappy. Um, I guess with the service that she had received from her car that she had already paid for. And from the sound of it, the guy did the best that he could. 
even um, even his supervisor came out there and helped and they tried to get things together but for whatever reason this person just wasn't satisfied <laughs> tell me about it um she started really bad mouthing the company she was bad mouthing the uh the worker um saying that they did a very horrible job with the detail and from what I was looking at the car it seemed fine it was it was spiffed up shiny everything it looked very clean and just me hearing this person and how they were saying oh, I'm, I'm going to leave a bad review I'm going to share it on multiple platforms and things of that nature it, it brought me to a conclusion it reminded me of uh, it reminded me of how there were plenty, many times in my life that I tried to do things to please others and it just wasn't pleasing it wasn't of their liking um, none of that stuff right and I would look at them like, man, I don't think this person wants to see me win. That's how I would feel about it because they would always give me an issue no matter how good I I did something or what I have done, the work and the time and the energy and the effort that you put into something. It just seems like they just don't want to see you win. So what you have to look for in situations like this is like, why is this person coming off like this? Why am I getting these type of results? And why am I running into these type of people? Well, <laughs> I could tell you several things with that. Sometimes it could be your environment. Um, environment plays a big role on how a system works. For example, if you have five people in a room... You got five people in the room and everybody has five minutes to answer 10 questions <laughs> and say out of that five people, only one of them passes that whole test and say the rest of them fail. They may blame the one person that passed and say, hey. I think that person cheated or, hey, it could be a multitude of things. But I say that to say this, that, man, you could be prepared to still win, but others will show you their true colors, man. Um, when I was listening, going back to that guy with the, with, with the vehicle, that lady just wanted to tear down this man's business and said she was going to let people know not to deal with them, how horrible they are poor customer service, all these things, but I'm like, but you pay for the service. You pay for the service, and from the looks of it, you're giving them free promotion. But, you know, we all want things done right, but you just got to be really pick, picky and mindful on who you deal with um, and so many facets of life because <laughs> they will want to broadcast your failures and really put you out there in a negative light to where people will have this image of you that's never been you. But um, you know, that's what comes with the territory, man. Sometimes, man, you can't you just can't please anyone. Um, a second thing I can go back and tell y'all too was I've been in situations where I might have a problem out of one person. 
It might be a group of people, group of three, group of four, however many people. It might be one person that just don't like me for hell. Maybe how I look or how I carry myself, how I speak, anything. But I shouldn't let that determine me knowing that I can win, knowing that that's in my mind, knowing that I have the potential to be greater than any of my situations at all. You have to get out here. You have to compete. You have to fight your mind. You have to want the best for you. Because there were times in my life that people would tell me that, oh, you're good. You can do this. You can do that. Just keep doing it. Or you got this. You're the best. Now that I look back at all of that, I'm just like, no one's telling me or determining when I'm the best until I continue to see improvement. I continue to see results. I continue to see numbers. As long as you're wanting to see yourself win, it doesn't even matter how things move around you if you know how to adjust with the times. But, um, I just wanted to hit y'all with this short drop. Something to put off in your tea, man. Something to splash off in your coffee in the morning or or that smoothie that you're drinking right now. And just really tap in with yourself, man, and understand that everybody's not going to want to see you win. But at the end of the day, as long as you want to see yourself win, there's no limitation to success. There's no limitation to your happiness. Understand you. Find you. Continue to just sharpen your mind, sharpen your skills, man, and sharpen your sword. And things will come together as they should. As we close, I want to thank all of my listeners and my viewers for tapping in with me, sharing my visuals sharing my audios, sharing my stories, sharing my books, all that great stuff. It is much appreciated. It is such a blessing to do what I love to do. And um, y'all be sure to subscribe to Queasy Low Speaks podcast on the Anchor app. And y'all be sure to follow me on IG at Queasy Low Speaks. I look forward to hearing what y'all have to say about this. And if y'all have any other uh, ideas, y'all want to hear some particular topics and things of that nature, tap in with me. And I can review that and we can make it happen. Y'all be blessed. One love. Yo, yo, yo. Good day, world. You are now tuned in with Queasy Low Speaks Podcast. It is currently 11.11 p.m. Eastern Time on my side. And um, we here. Hope all is well with everyone. And um, let's get started. We will be doing something a little bit different tonight. These are the freaky tales. Yes, we're going to be discussing just sex stories. Rendezvous, four plays, all kind of wild things and stuff that really just 
and stuff that just really drives women crazy and really just just does something to people you know what I mean um it's like me dealing with a woman that I know that's confident in what she does and she stands on what she does and she just she leads with action she shows you what's going on and you gotta be able to catch that alley-oop and put it off in that bucket if y'all dig what I'm saying fellas <laughs> but uh let's get to it man so yeah we're gonna talk about a couple of stories tonight on the freaky tales with uh Queasy Little Speaks podcast um shout out to everybody that's been tapped in with me since last year um that's been following the uh the workout channel on YouTube which is Turk Got Work um and also that's been following the uh the IG the um Queasy Low Speaks IG y'all be sure to tap in with me with the latest updates on you know workout content and um self-care tips um things you can implement in, in the uh in the weight room and in your personal life as well um i do have options for developmental coaching for anyone out there who's interested in it um be sure to go to my ig which is queasy low speaks you click the link in the bio and you will see a questionnaire at the top, the first tab. You can't miss it. The rest of them are links to my content and etc. But um, let's get to it, man. Let's get to it. So <laughs> it's life is life is great, man. Life is amazing. Life is what you make it, right? We're going to go back a couple of years back when I just remember just getting it in, right? Everybody done got it in. Everybody does their thing. Everyone makes it happen. So check it. I remember I used to work at this, uh, I used to work at this place called Cargill way back then, a couple of years back, right? And I remember when I used to be on the line. We had to um, seal these boxes that contained, like, you know, um, liquids and sauces and things of that nature. And I used to always get this um, this look. I had this look from this one um, Mexican woman. They used to stare me up and down, and I didn't think nothing about it. She would always smile and just watch me work. And I couldn't understand what exactly what was going on. So every other day I would see her, she would speak. She would speak with a slight hey. I would greet her as well and we'd make conversation after that. Nothing much. It was off and on, off and on. You know, we didn't really engage too often at work, you know, due to just a lot of people being around. And, you know, just sometimes, man, it's just you shouldn't write your your hand in company ink, right? That's what they say, right? But... It's really based off of how you go about, you know, leading within the situation and letting things be known up front and how you want things to go. So what I had realized about this particular woman, um, that we had got fairly close over the years, man, we was 
dating off and on, man, fucking around, you know, the typical stuff, but really spending time with each other. Um, it got to a point where I'm going to tell you how I got from fucking to all the way up towards this person had feelings for me. And they never told me because they wasn't too sure on how I felt because I didn't let it be known. We're going to get to that later, but we're going to go back to the freaky tales. So I remember one day I was heading home. It was about five in the morning. I used to work, you know, graveyard shift, right? I remember one day I was leaving out the facility. I was clocking out. Um, didn't really have much, man. I was just really starting my life back over and stuff like that. But I was building myself up. And I guess the way I just carried myself and me being me, being a people person, it's just it drew people to me. Sometimes the wrong people, sometimes the right people. But in this instance, I had the right person that, was gravitated to me. She was sexually attracted. She would just look me in my eyes, stare stare straight into my soul. Like she just seen everything that I've been through. She would touch my hand, rub my back, even just rub my 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 feet, my calves, making sure I was good. Would bring me food. That was another thing. She used to bring me her auntie's food or either food that her or her mother and them had cooked just to make sure I was eating and make sure I was good was just check up on me. But I can tell y'all one thing, man, about sexual attraction. When a woman calls you up to see how you're doing and asking you like, hey, so when we going to get up? Like, what's up? I want to see you. They are down. At this point, depending on how your game is and how you handle things, not just in the bedroom, but outside of the bedroom with communication, it's going to take you a long way. <laughs> I remember that day, like I said before, we came up out of the um, we came up out of the, the warehouse and she asked me, she was like, what are you doing within the next couple of hours? She said, I want to see you. I was like, I'm not doing nothing. I'm going to go home and get some rest. It's third shift. She was like, how about this? Let's grab breakfast. Breakfast on me. And um, then I'm going to let you rest. And I was like, I laughed it off like, let me rest. You need to get some rest. I'm going to be fine. Um, I was just like, I'm still up right now. She was like, oh, yeah. She said, well, get off in the car with me. Let's, let's go grab something to eat. So we went and grabbed something to eat. We kicked it. We was around each other for about 15, 20 minutes after waiting for the food. Everything was cool. We was in the parking lot, and I happened to jump in the car with her. So I wouldn't have to ride down the street and waste gas. She let me ride with her, and um, I got back in the vehicle. She had an SUV, Montero, for those of y'all that never seen one before. A pretty big SUV. Good bit of space, right? As she was about to drop me off, she was like, hey, I got to go to the store. Um, do you mind if I make a stop before I drop you off? I said, yeah, sure, no problem. As she got back into the car, and I was checking her out, you know what I mean? This this woman had a beautiful spirit, just beautiful soul, man. Thick, long hair, 
like um very very thick long hair like a salvadorian i want to say she was a salvadorian or something like that she um her frame was crazy man she was like a size c 36 or something like that plump juicy smile that would just light up a whole (laughs) dead end street with no lights on it you know what i mean um very understandable, just was flexible, very feminine, um, rarely had any issues out of her, you know what I mean, we would discuss our differences, and she would tell me about her life, and I would learn about hers, but it was just like the chemistry was there, you know, um, we got up, and she got back in the whip, she got back in, she looked at me, and uh, she was like, you cool, I said, yeah, I'm cool, and when I went to go, I had dropped my phone on the side, on my on, on, on the passenger side, right? And as I dropped my phone, I reached back up. I looked up. Her face was towards me before I knew it. She just gently grabbed my beard, pulled me towards her lips. And we just started going at it in the car. She was kissing all over me. We was parked to the side. And I told her, I said, look. I said, if we're about to do this, we need to, you know what I'm saying, be parked elsewhere or something. We ended up being right there in the parking lot just going at it. Like, I was, her hands was down my pants. You know what I mean? She was just groping and just just gripping my balls and my dick in her hand. And I was just, I, I had just raised her shirt up so I can just, at least just see her breast and just put them in my peripheral so I could actually touch them, you know what I mean, and rub my rub my my fingers around her around her areola with her nipples at in a circle of motion. It was just getting her hot. She was so turned on. She started she began to give me head right there in the parking lot, right? And we had hopped in the back seat at this time. But what we ended up doing was we ended up pulling down the street. We pulled down the street at an abandoned, like a, like an abandoned driveway. It was a house that was like for sale or something. And it wasn't too far from where my relatives had stayed at. So I was like, I knew the area. I drove to the spot. I parked the car off in the back. We pulled up. She, um, <laughs> she ended up just pulling my dick out and just started. Just she just shoved it in her mouth, just going at it. But it was with passion. It wasn't rushed. It was just like appreciated. And she just seemed like a big weight was lifted off her shoulders. Like she was just relieved from me just assisting her. And as I'm as I'm guiding her head, I grab her scrunchie because her hair was long. Now her hair was very long. I wrapped up her hair so her hair wouldn't fly off in her face, so she could see what she doing, so I could watch her what she was doing. It was just, it was, it was just, it was man, it was amazing. And um, after I grabbed the rubber, man, we went at it like I just, just slander our friend in the SUV. The SUV bounce and the music, the music is up. 
There's some Mexican music playing. <laughs> it was a, you know, it was just one of them scenes that you would see off of a movie that was so hard to believe. But this is all happening at seven in the morning. Mind you, we just worked the third, uh, 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 a third shift. And some people would shower there where they were at. In my case, I didn't shower at the facility. I ended up showering. I ended up just showering as soon as I got home. And once I had got home, that's when I got back up with this individual because, as I said from the beginning, she told me to hit her up and let me know what she wanted, what I was going to be doing. And I told her, and we got up. She pulled up on me. Um, you know, after I hopped up in the car with her to go grab something to eat. And it was just, it was, it was, it was amazing because I got to see right there, then and there, that, that one thing that that taught me was that I I didn't have to be committed or in a full blown relationship or have, or have having to be married with someone to get this type of treatment, to get that type of action, to give them what they were desiring and lusting for. And this was something that went on for like four or five years, right? Before, you know, she ended up getting a family and, um, you know, getting pregnant and all that good stuff. You know what I mean? I'm happy for her. And unfortunately, we lost touch. <laughs> and I'm going to get to that part as well because I got a few more things I got to add into this story. So, yeah, you know, we it went from times where we we spent time together. She would We would actually go grab stuff to eat. It was just more than just sex. I just, me being naive and not thinking with my head up top and just thinking with my dickhead, I didn't realize that this woman wanted me for who I was. She cherished me for who I was. She showed me with gratitude and showed me with love and action that I I really... I'm digging you. I appreciate you. I am here for you. If you need me, I got you no matter what. And that to me was real because that outweighed the sex more than anything because I knew I had someone that was really down with me. But when I figured it out that they didn't know that I was feeling them too, they figured I just had other bitches and I wasn't trying to really settle down like that. And, and then and then, at that point in my life, I was dealing with, you know what I'm saying, other women. But I was trying to be selective at the same time, but not realizing that you can't have everything your way and just expect it to wait on you. You dig? So that's something that I had to learn from and I picked up on. But check this out, though, y'all. This is the twist of it. I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to the twist of it, why she could, why she basically couldn't talk to me no more. She had to cut all contact with me, right? The guy that she's married to now was a guy that I used to go to school with. <laughs> and the crazy thing about it, this dude tried to break into my car and other multiple cars in the neighborhood years ago. Um, at one point when I was I was I was fooling with this chick. I think her name was Amber or something like that. And me and Amber was just sitting off in the, in, the, in the whip, listening to music, just vibing. Was in a drinking, just talking. And some cars pulled up, and I remember seeing a Cadillac, and it was him. 
And when he tried to get in my car, my car door was locked. He seen my face, his eyes got so big, he, he ran. And when I seen him at school the next following week, he played it off like everything was cool. And it was just like, bro, <laughs> you doing, you know what I'm saying? You doing Grand Theft Auto out here, bro. <laughs> and we in, we juniors in high school. Like, what the fuck is you doing, my dog? But, you know, people choose what they choose, and you can't knock them for that. But, yeah, I say that to say this, man. You got a woman in your life or women in your life that are there for you more than just sex and, you know, finances, man. Keep them close, man. Keep them close. Take care of them like they take care of you. And trust me, you will go far because some people just don't. Some people just ain't shit out here, man. From and that goes for men and women. I'm not just bash for women. This goes for men and women. Some people just ain't shit, and they don't care about you like that. You don't have to make people show you, you know, how they feel or what's going on with them. Most of the time, they they're expecting you to read their minds. It doesn't work like that. You know, I could have kept something like that going, but I had to understand that. This woman at this point in her life was wanting this. She was desiring a mate. She was desiring a family. That's something that I wasn't ready for. I wasn't ready to settle down like that. So I had to just stay where I was at and continue to play the field and live my life and just, you know, take that lesson for what it was and accept it and keep it moving. And, fellas, y'all have to do shit like that, man. You just can't keep holding on to something that, you not benefiting the person and not benefiting you in no way in life. So it's just like y'all got to cut ties, man. You got to let them find themselves and find their groove and find what's going to work for them because you may feel as if you're working for someone and benefiting them, and that may not be the case. You know, find out where you at with people. And if you can't communicate that, you be able to read it off of body language, just how they treat you. Or how, or how they are around others when they're not around you. It'll tell you everything. But, yeah, man, I wanted to share with y'all my freaky tales, man. Just wild times I had, you know, with, with someone that I was, that I meant a lot to and they did mean a lot to me because they looked out for me. I'm talking about done did stuff for me that they didn't have to do, you know, put their own life in jeopardy, you know what I mean? Um, really just looked out, just making sure that I had what I needed, making sure I got to where I needed to go. You know, share, just sharing um, my business, my my things. When I, Even when I had a clothing line and I was trying to get stuff off the ground, like this person was sharing stuff for me and I've had that happen plenty of times and there's gonna be more episodes on this freaky tales that I'm a I'm a I'm a break to y'all. We kind of went over a little bit. I tried to keep this at ten minutes, but this was too juicy not to <laughs> share. Uh, another thing too. So yeah, this same person on this freaky tales right here. Uh, we gonna call her. We gonna call her Claudia. That's not her name, but that's what we gonna call her. But yeah, Claudia, 
one time she invited me over. We used to we used to, we used to go. What we used to do was, if she was off work or if I was off work, and we had free time or whatever, we'll make time to get up. You know, what I'm saying to go fuck. So one time, she told me she was just like Claudia was like, "Hey, I wanna, I wanna fuck you." You know what I mean? In my auntie's basement. And I was like, your auntie's basement? I was like, why? Because she was just like, they had a big-ass bed down there. It looked like a dungeon. It was somewhat dark, but it was light. And it just smelled good. None of the had incense burning. Her aunt had like a, she had some blinds that let the light shine through. So, you know, it, it looked like something like you on stage or something, man. Real, real uh, Cinemax, you know what I mean? <laughs> But uh, yeah, what we used to do, man, we used to we used to get up on the bed. You know, she'll pull my clothes off and stuff, start rubbing me down with oils and stuff, or either she'll just put certain edibles on me and lick them off of me, just eat them off, and would just just suck me cold, man. Like suck me cold for real, and. A lot of men would never know how it feels for a woman to desire and wanna just, you know what I'm saying, cater to you and just do things that that are outside of normal or a lot of, you know, women don't do at all, like I mentioned before in the beginning. But yeah, we, we would get up on the bed. I'm talking about man, I used to try to man, I used to try to flip her legs behind her back. You hear me? I used to try to slam, I used to try to slam this woman like on some WWF type stuff and make her tap out. You know what I mean? I I, I remember that stuff like we was, like I told you we was down at, we used to meet down at her auntie's uh house. I used to pull up somewhere at a parking lot or something, somewhere public, hop off in the wheel with her, chop it up with her, might go grab a bite to eat. And then we'll pull up to go do our thing, as y'all call it nowadays, sneaker link. But you know, what I mean, it's still been going on because it was it was a it was a fair trade off. You know what I'm saying? I was already giving away my time, but if somebody's valuing your time, they're willing to do things or pay you for your time to make sure you well compensated outside of the sex factor. The sex was a bonus because we had chemistry. We had a lot of chemistry, so it was more than just fun. It was very intimate at times. It was very nasty at times. It was very serious at times. You know, it was very emotional at times. I had to read this woman on the days of how she was feeling. I had to understand that, okay, she might be on her cycle right now. She might just want to cuddle up with me and, and, and still do things for me. That didn't have to require sex, but she just wanted, she might want to cook for me or stay in and just want to kick it with me, just see how I'm doing. And that just meant a lot to me. And I'm talking about, man, we used to just get buck wild, but back to her, uh, <laughs> the basement. I keep getting on topic on that, but back to the basement. And one particular day, I'm talking about, man, it's been it was a hundred times or more we went down to that basement, pull up in the yard, walk through the fence, and, and, and she'll let me in. She'll go to the top. She'll go to the top of the uh she'll go straight to the front door. 
and be on the first floor of the house, go down in the basement, unlock the door and let me in the bottom, make sure nobody home. And they had a big dog. So this what happened one time, right? Her aunt pulled up. She was like, hopefully my aunt don't come. She's off. Her aunt forgot something. I'm talking about, boy, we going at it. She's screaming. Turquoise, turquoise. Oh. Man, loud. Next thing you know, we hear tires stopping in the driveway. You hear it on the gravel. Somebody home. I threw my clothes on. So fast, man, I was I had my shirt halfway off, put it on, ready to jump the fence in case her aunt came downstairs. Luckily she, luckily she didn't. But Claudia, as we're gonna say call her, man, locked the door, cut the lights out, went upstairs like ain't nothing happened. Clothes was on, hair was tied up in a bun. Her aunt was just like she had forgot. <laughs> Book y'all up. Her aunt had forgot. She had forgot the juice and her Bible. Man. There was some good times, man. But um, yeah, I had to hit y'all with these freaky tales. We got more episodes going on that will be dropping. And they'll be a little bit more detailed and um, you know, raw. So you got sensitive ears man this ain't for you but if you like stuff that can kind of get them juices flowing and get you in the mood or just have you in a daze well you're in the right place thanks for tuning in with queasy low speaks podcast and um i will be dropping more more content for y'all stay tuned